You're listening to Lead On with Greg and Mark, brought to you by the Pennsylvania Association of Intermediate Units. Join us this season as we engage in conversations on leading on through times of complexity. Now for your hosts, Greg and Mark. Gregory. Dr. Mark Hoffman. Dr. Gregory Coons. Hey, um, we live in an HOA neighborhood. Do you know what that means? Uh, HOA. Like a homeowners association. Oh. Have you ever heard of it? Like, I have heard of it. I yes. know you, I don't think you live in an HOA, right? I do not. So like where I live, we have to pay a monthly fee. And in okay. exchange for that fee, there are bylaws. And the bylaws say that for the money, the, the, the association Right. We'll like maybe do some plowing or like take care of the common areas. Oh, nice. But that you're still required as a member of the HOA to do like upkeep on your house or you can't put up a fence without permission. If you're going to paint your house, it's got to be certain colors and it's all got to be approved. Now, if you don't cut your grass, does somebody cut your grass and send you a bill? No, that's the way it should be. I believe I, yeah. I would advocate for that because I'm someone who cuts, you know, make sure that my grass gets cut. Right. I'm cutting it. My son's cutting it or, if, yeah. you know, we're away for the week. Like we pay someone to cut it. Um, across the street from my house is a big field that is maintained by the HOA. Ah. So you can imagine this. It's like common space, let's call it. Like yeah. kids play there, yeah, football, right. whatever. Right. And there's like weeds all over it. And the thing that drives me crazy is that in the bylaws, it says that if I don't fertilize and weed my yard, I get fined for every day that the weeds are there. Ah. So I didn't get fined, but we got like this nasty gram that went to everybody in the neighborhood that said it's time to make sure your, your yard's fertilized. And um, they're going to be coming around and assessing fines to anybody who's got weeds in their yard. Okay, mm. great. So I sort of like that because I take care of my yard. Yes. But across the street, the common area that I'm paying, along yeah. with everybody else, to That's have part of this covered in weeds, bright yellow dandelions. You know the type that come in the early spring. Yes. Yeah. So I just let it go. But I just thought, I thought like, if you're going to hold me accountable for weeding my yard, which I like. You're going to hold my neighbors accountable so that I don't have to, and so that the property values stay up and the in, in the neighborhood looks nice. Yeah, shouldn't what we're funding also look nice? Listen, accountability is a two way street. Yeah, that's it's not right. Yeah, not right. So you gotta, you gotta, you, Greg, you gotta think like a farmer in a situation I like think like a farmer. You gotta I like the tie in. I like the tie in because today we're talking about thinking like a farmer. And we you have had no idea why I was doing it. I didn't, but I, I, I felt it was coming around. But I could tell you, I actually have a good uh, farming story, and it goes back to the Coons family, to my heritage. The Coons family farm? That we had an apple tree farm. Did you really? Yeah, it was my Uncle Lex. Uncle and Lex and the, the apple last trees? time you heard a Lex? I love that. Uncle Lex and my Aunt Anna Mae Coons. We'll get out of here. And they this had- This is fantastic. This is really cool. So we had our, we had our family reunions there. On the Coon side, obviously, and it was a really cool apple farm. And mm-hmm. my uncle Lex would take us on a hayride. Okay, where he would pull. He had this awesome tractor, uh, old school tractor. How old are you? Oh, geez, this is this goes my whole childhood up until he he ended up selling uh, when I was in my twenties. All right, so this yeah. is something you did in your youth. So something we did, uh, yeah, something a I long my, time, ago. a long time ago. Yeah, but it, I have great memories about like he had this assembly line thing that would actually like. Uh, help shine the apples and those kind of things. And he had these wooden carts that yeah. said coons on the side. That's so cool. For the apples. This was his livelihood. This was his livelihood. This is what he had. And it was in this really cool farm community. I love this. Uh, Where state uh, yeah. is this? It says, this is only 10 minutes from me. It's a, a little place called Dorrance. So in Pennsylvania. It's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's so, yeah. Right so Uncle Lex and Aunt. Anna May. Anna May. And they had this cl- 
cool farmhouse. Uh, just uh, yeah, it's great memories. From I'm sure you remember picking the apples off the tree, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it doesn't get fresher than that. I mean, it was it was no, nice. no, yeah. no, no. That's fantastic. What are some of the lessons that you learned from your your aunt and your uncle running a farm? Uh, so because that's really the premise of today's episode, so right? Think is. like a farmer. It, it does come back to it, but my but, I know but, my I know my uh, my uncle Lex. Uh, he he's still alive. He mm-hmm. takes great pride in a process the process like making sure things are done the right way yeah when so when we talk about like making sure things were fertilized making sure that the trees were well uh, maintained sure um and uh, i just i just know he was very methodical uh even cleaning like after the reunion mm-hmm. when we were putting the tables away they had to be put a certain way he would actually hose down the floor and then use a shop vac to clean the floor after really? we were done. Like he was to that at the nth degree of making sure things were done the right way. How long did he do that? He doesn't own the farm anymore, he said? He, he doesn't. So he sold it to a, a younger couple. But it's still uh, an apple farm? It is not. <gasps> uh, the trees are gone. What did the they trees, do? The apple trees. I, I, they, they didn't put houses there, did they? They they didn't, but they turned the back garage into a living like a, a living space. So it's just so, somebody's property. It's just somebody's property now. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how things it, change? It, it's, it's pretty wild, but Did your I mean, uncle know that happened. So yes. Yeah. You're okay yeah. with it. So, I guess. Yeah. He was, yeah. Yeah. You know, life goes on, I guess, but uh, we, it was just great memories. I think with our family going there for the reunions and, you know, just meeting up with family. It was great. Do you drink your apple cider hot or cold? I'm a cold apple cider guy. Yeah. How about you? Well, I mean, uh, both, of course, because you take it out of the fridge in the fall and you just pour a glass. But I think it tastes much better warm. warm. I don't know. You, yeah. you, you don't like it warm? I've, I've had that at like Halloween parties sure. growing up. It's been a long time. All right. So, Were yeah. you bobbing for apples at those parties? Oh, we used to bob for apples. I'm sure you did. I mean, they were everywhere, right? Yeah. I remember, like, yeah, that was yeah, pretty scary, to be honest. <laughs> Can <laughs> you imagine? Some nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, All you right. brought in something right. called Think Like a Farmer. Yeah, think Like a Farmer. So let's think about... Uh, when it, with farming and how do these translate to leadership? All right. All right. So the first, don't shout at the crops. All right, keep going. Don't blame the crop for not growing too f- or fast enough. Yeah. Don't uproot crops before they've had a chance to grow. Choose the best plants for the soil. Irrigate and fertilize. Remove weeds. Remember, you will um, have good seasons and bad seasons. You can't control the weather or be prepared for it. Let's take the first two. First don't two. don't shout at the crops and don't blame the crops for not growing fast enough. How does that resonate with you and leadership? Well, I, I don't think anything good comes about yelling yeah. in general. Sure, in leadership, uh, it's it's not my style. It never has been. Um, I do believe words are important. I know that's a very simple statement, but the way it's even more so important than the words is how you say it. Yeah, not what you say, but how you say it. But I. But I mean, also, it's isn't not it... going to get you anywhere. People are going to be on the defensive because sure. they're getting shouted out, mm-hmm. shouted at rather. Um, and I don't think you're going to have a good outcome, to be honest. I think you're going to have a maybe a bitter employee who's not going to improve. They're just going to, you know, feel like they were yelled at, be defensive, and then continue maybe with a bad habit. Yeah, and if the crops aren't the employees, in another analogy, the, if the crops aren't growing, is it really the crops' fault? Not always. There are a lot of different. I mean, oh no! I mean, something, if, something's not being done right. Go back to your uncle's analogy about process and yes. fertilization and tending yes. the trees. Yes. If a tree doesn't grow or a tree dies, right, absent like some blight or some infestation, uh, 
it's not likely the tree's fault that it didn't grow, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. Something is missing. So maybe a little uh, internal reflection that the farmer needs to take? A little internal reflection would do a bit. uh, It would do a great job. About why those crops aren't flourishing? Maybe the farmer didn't set the right conditions? Exactly. Maybe the leader didn't set the right conditions for the crops to grow or or the farmer, excuse me, and then the leader didn't set the right conditions for the team to flourish? There you go. Spot on. All right. Here we go. We got uh, don't uproot the crops before they've had a chance to grow. Ah, pulling. So again, with this case, I mean, if you pull those apples off the tree before they're, you know, truly formed, that's an issue. Yeah, they're, sure. they're not going to taste right. Patience. Patience. Patience is a virtue. Choose the best plants for the soil and irrigate and fertilize. All right. So uh, talk about that irrigate and fertilize quick. So something I realized with my lawn at my, the, my previous house was it's important to aerate the lawn. Okay. All right. And obviously doing a fertilize and everything else. I, every, year after year, I was fertilizing the lawn, but I wasn't aerating the lawn. Like pulling out little plugs of dirt. It's like that, yeah. it's that machine that'll mm-hmm. take kind of plug, yeah, take plugs out. And I realized from that, it, it wasn't growing properly. Sure. Um, so uh, with this, you know, you, you do need to irrigate and fertilize. You need to choose the, the best plants for the soil. Let's think about that with leadership. I mean, are we choosing the best people for our leadership teams? Well, or, or are we choosing the best staff? Yeah, and, and I would choose to reframe it. Instead of saying, are we choosing the best people? I would suggest, are we putting the right people in the right place? I like that even better. Yeah, what does Jim Collins say about the right person in the right seat on the right bus going That's in the it. right direction? You yes. might, right? in other words, that avocado tree might be a perfect tree, but if you plant it in Pennsylvania, it's probably going to perform a little differently than if you planted it in Mexico. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. I got a, um, a fig tree that my kids got me last year. Ah, for um for Father's Day because I love fresh figs, right? And it's just it's a little modest tree, um, but Pennsylvania is not really the ideal place for a fig tree. Three sixty five, but it's okay in the spring for part of the spring, the summer, and part of the fall. Uh, so it's not the right tree to plant, but it is the right tree to put outside for part of the year and to wrap or to bury or to bring inside for the other part of the year. Ah, that makes so you have sense. to differentiate, right? Sure. Whereas sure. we got. You got you talked about apple trees, right? Yeah, that could live outside all year. That's correct. That's correct. I remember uh, fig newtons. You talked about figs. I have had a fresh fig before. Fresh figs are the best, and yeah, they're so really hard good. to find. You know, Giuseppe family. That's where I had them. Really? Yeah. Shout out, throwback to our good friend Al. Yeah, good friend Al. That's where I had him. Mr. Giuseppe. Gave so me he's a head. geologist and a fig connoisseur. He sure is. He understands the earth. Love that guy. Yeah. Remove weeds. We talked about that. Yes, we did. But, and isn't that like you sort of like deal with it now? Right? Like one yeah. weed becomes two weeds, becomes three weeds. It's easy to ignore one weed, right? Yes. Just walk past it. Mm-hmm. When I get home from work, I'm the uh, I'm the guy that's like on the phone still before I go in. Like walking around my yard before I go in the house pulling all the dainty lines I could see up. you doing that so you don't get fined. Well, I don't want to get fined, but I also don't want them to spread. <laughs> right. right. And when you live in an HOA, there's a peer pressure, which is totally the point. That you don't want to be the guy with the bad house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which yeah, is sure. great. Because it means that all the houses should look good. It's peer pressure by design. By design. Totally baked in. Yeah. And it's not for everybody, that's for sure. So does that happen with Christmas lights and stuff like that? Yeah, there's like a a window of time where you're allowed to have your lights up and your decorations up. Uh, And there's only so many cars you can have. And if you want to put a shed, you got to get permission. So you give up some freedom in terms of what you can do when you do it and how you do it. But um, with that loss of freedom that you are willingly giving up to live there, there's some consistency in look and to some degree, a more appealing curb appeal type of neighborhood. 
Yeah, it's I, not for everybody. I'm not sure it's for me. The next house I own, I'm not so sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna live like in the middle of like a hundred acres somewhere. I don't want to see anybody. I could see that. I don't want to see anybody, and I mean that with peace and love. Well, you're so social now. It's probably it's got to end at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sit out back and drink coffee. Yeah, there you go. You know what I mean. And just watch the deer. Why not? Right. Yeah. Watch them eat my fig tree. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remove the weeds. We talked about that. Remember, yeah. Greg. I like this. You one. will have good seasons. You will have bad seasons. Yep. You can't control the weather. You can only be prepared for it. So many lessons in leadership there, right? So many lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you sort of, uh, you invest in preparedness. You invest in your people so that they can respond to the right situation or to, to any situation in the right way. Yeah. Uh, knowing that you can't control what bad things are going to happen. I mean, think of the think of all the moving parts that you have in a school system or in any business. The number of vehicles you have on the road, the number of people that you've got sort of banging into each other all day right. with personal and interpersonal interactions. A lot of factors. Yeah. You got parents, you got students, you got teachers, you have visitors. There's any potential for any number of things to go wrong, and you can't predict that, right? That's right. That's right. Just like a, a farmer can't predict the rainfall or the frost. Yeah, they can have a plan. They can have a plan, and like we talked about, a process. I, a, a good mentor of mine. Uh, he would go by follow the process. So back in special education, you know, you think mm-hmm. about from uh, a pre-referral process all the way through to when a student gets an I- has an IEP, um, eligibility, everything else. He would always say follow the process. Yeah. When you rush, when you rush the process, you could then you could make some mistakes, right? And that makes it defensible, right? Which is a huge component of yes. IEPs and yes. IEPs for you know anybody that doesn't know. It's like the individualized plan that dictates the education for a child with a disability or a learning difference or, or, or to some degree, yeah. you know, something, something like that. Yeah. And that's a shout out to Paul Noble. He was a, Paul Noble was the Hazleton director of special education. He was awesome. Well, is that where the Sixers got trust the process? That's, uh, I think so. Trust. I think they got it from Paul. They got it. From, he said, follow the process. He did follow the process. And so they made it their own. They did. Imagine. He's a wise man. You should, you should get t-shirts printed for Paul and says, follow the process. I should do that. And I then, really should <laughs> put his picture on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we learned about uh, Uncle Lex, Uncle and Lex, Aunt, and Aunt Anna May. Aunt Anna May. We learned about the apple farm. Yes. I've bored you to tears with my HOA stories. All the HOA. Yeah. Uh, so are you are you interested in moving into a neighborhood like that? I, with, with know, the, I I'd be that guy who rebels. You okay? And so you would you would rather rebel to rebel and get fined and have a less attractive house. I would just push it to the edge and wait till the nth degree, and then I would cut my lawn or whatever it might be. Do you fertilize your grass now? No, I don't need to. You don't need to. Do you have a lot of grass? No, there's not much. There's not much. Mm. So I'm in a good, I'm in good shape now. You're in a good shape. Yeah. The last place I was right at the beginning of the development. Yeah. If I didn't cut my grass, like people were telling me, yeah, it was it was just I I, same kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, geez, you know, can't you get your kids out there to cut the grass? And I'm like, no, I cut the grass. Yeah. It was, and so when, when your neighbors would say that too, did it motivate you to go another couple of days without cutting it? Yeah, it would just frustrate me. But isn't the worst when you're cutting your grass and you wait too long and it stalls out and oh, then you got yeah. patches of grass left oh, all over? Yeah. Are you a, um, a bagger or a mulcher? So I, in that case, I'd have to be a bagger. Yeah, right, because you can't mulch it back they in. They can't do that. But then uh, if I ever was in a, in a bind, I would actually mow a second time with the mulcher. Yeah. Like if I noticed it didn't come out right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Some wise tips. Insights into the landscaping of Greg and Mark. That's right. That's right. All right, Greg. What do you say we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. So again, listeners, thank you for your support of the 
Lead on with Greg and Mark podcast. Uh, we got you thinking like farmers today. We do have you thinking like we farmers had them thinking today. like surfers. Yeah, like now surfers, farmers, surfers now farmers. There's so many now. Like, there, there's so many places we can go with this, and like, there's so many similarities. Actually, <laughs> a lot of similarities. What's going to be our analogy? I don't I think don't like know. a. I don't know. Um, We'll come back to that one. We'll come back. How about how about I come up with one for you? And you come yeah, up with that's one what for we'll me? do. That's what we'll do. All okay, right, we'll perfect. do that. that two more episodes. Perfect. Got All, right. Right. All right, wrap All right. this thing out. All right, my friends, make it a great day and innovate the USA.